0: this is one of your co-hosts chris gasper this is frank pelicone you were listening to episode 40 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was aliens on earth so frank what did you come up with for us is there a journey is there no journey What what's going on um it's a slight journey i guess i mean it's more or less
1: was an excuse for me to watch a movie that i have been meaning to watch for a while and then um to watch another movie that ties in with a previous spin chagrin uh, movie. So, okay. all right, we'll start with the the long-awaited movie because that's the non-spin chagrin, and then we'll go into the chagrin-worthy okay uh, film of the evening. Um, so the first movie we're going to talk about is 1990s The Alienator. Um, it's directed by Fred Olin Ray and stars Jan Michael Vincent and John Philip Law. Um,
2: it mm. is.
1: Mm. Some movies are rip offs of other movies and they're just cheap grabs at like <clears throat> recognition or, you know, like the Transmorgifiers movies that you see in Walmart and stuff. Um, and that actually ties into the second movie as well, because that's one of the biggest ripoffs ever. But um this movie is more of a well meaning, like tongue in cheek homage to a bunch of different movies, uh, including The Terminator, uh, Star Wars, Um, it has elements of critters, it has elements of Friday the 13th movies, kind of, I completely recommend it just before we get into the review, like I thought this movie was hilarious. Um, So it starts in space in a distant corner of the galaxy where there's a penal colony um run by uh jan michael vincent as the commander who is this vaguely european nazi asshole nazi-ish asshole who is um kind of the warden of this prison mm-hmm. uh, they're notorious for just executing anyone that comes there because it's like the place where the worst criminals go to to die basically <clears throat> but um he's being audited
2: <laughs> by
1: um <laughs> uh by this dude who's like the super pacifist. Um okay. whose whole goal is to try and like teach them that it's better to not execute their prisoners. Um so the prisoner in question that's about to be executed is this uh super criminal named Cole. Um, cole is basically con uh, mm. from the star trek movies um, but he's wearing a puffy life vest that's been spray painted silver and has water wings that are also been spray painted silver okay um that designates that he's a bad dude mm. um he's also got this bag so even though he's in this maximum security prison and they want to execute him he's been allowed to keep all of his personal effects like including his clothing and this bag of um wrath of khan sandworm things okay so he breaks out and they chase him and there's this ridiculously extended gun battle where they're chasing Cole, and he's standing behind a metal banister and they're in like some kind of modern industrial warehouse, like a steel mill or maybe, um, I don't know, some place where they use heavy machinery that because that looks futuristic, I guess, even though it's all like concrete and mm-hmm. like very obvious, like modern earth mechanical things, but they're in a spaceship sure so there's this extended sequence where they're shooting at him and he's behind a banister and cole's just kind of picking him off and like all their laser shots are hitting the banister instead of hitting him um so there's this extended sequence where he's running away and jam michael vincent's like i'm gonna bring him in but then jam michael vincent just goes back to the control room and hangs out um, and they keep telling him, like, oh, he's now he's in section three. Oh, he's moving past section three into section two. Oh <laughs> shit, he's getting in the airlock, and Jam Luckovince is like, somebody's gotta stop him. And he's just sitting there like staring at the screens, like not doing shit. Um, so eventually Cole takes his bag of worm things and throws them at this guy's face. And they burrow into his face and kill him, and that's actually pretty well done. Um Practical effect. Is that the first use of
0: the worms? Throughout it's this the thing? only use of the worms oh, throughout okay. this thing. It's just, a, it's just a one-trick pony. Okay. Um, what, what, what necessitated him using the worms in that specific moment compared to other moments so far?
1: Uh, there's none. Okay, because he still had his gun, so there was no reason he couldn't have just shot this dude because he mm. had the jump on him. Um, and then later he has to like fist fight with the guy, even though he has a gun, and he gets his gun knocked away. But then he uses the guy's own fist to punch him in the face. um, And then picks up his gun and shoots him. Hmm. So, eventually, and I swear to God, this segment's like 12 minutes long. Um, Oh, there's also this female character that's introduced that works the gas chambers, I guess. um, Because that's how they kill people in future Corner of the Galaxy. It's it's like
0: like they have... Earlier in the century? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I mean, who knows what century? Because this is... That's what I'm
1: saying. Like in in, in the 1900s. So she's wearing this costume where there's large cutouts over her breasts. But her breasts are not exposed. It's just like the tops of her cleavage is exposed. So it's not even like cleavage. It's just like collarbone to like rib, kind of. it's like a half cup yeah yeah like, but like like the part of the boob that you would want to see is completely engulfed in fabric
0: right okay and then
1: the other part of the all boob right. is just kind of there all right um so they established a jam Michael vincent and her used to have sex but then she broke up with him for some other guy and he's not too happy about that but anyway so eventually <laughs> they're like oh something happened to the air ducts and coal and jam michael vincent's like i hope it's not coal in them air ducts and then it is of course and then he uses that to get in a spaceship and he escapes. Okay, is so, this like the
0: cold open
1: of this thing? Oh yeah, yeah. You haven't gotten to the um, credits yet. Okay. So
2: <laughs> okay. So
1: he's he's in his spaceship and he's flying and he's got this collar on and the collar's like this um what was that a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, The Island or something like that? It's oh. sort of like that. Where mm-hmm. it's like uh like it's meant to track them and like restrict them from being able to do anything. Sure. So he's flying and he's like looking at his screen. He's like, mm, earth. And he presses some buttons and his spaceship flies. And then cut to like a completely different movie where there's a bunch of people riding in an RV and it's being driven by this guy in a letterman's jacket. Who's drinking Budweiser mm. and his girlfriend, who's possibly Hispanic says, Oh, Ricky, you're driving too fast. Just lay off of the beers. And Ricky's like, babe, you know I drink better when I got a couple of brews in me. And he's just like crushing like Budweiser. <laughs> and then there's this guy sits up behind him and he's like, "Um, Ricky, you doing all right? You want me to drive for a while? Or, And Ricky's like, nah, man, I got this. And then the spaceship crashes outside their window. And they're like, what? And the guy who sat up with the glasses who is throughout the movie purported to be the smart one although he's a he He looks like um the, the weird neighbor from uh it's a, not not it's a living what's the show that's set in san francisco with um too close, close for comfort yeah too close for comfort it's like uh what's his name from that
0: yeah fuck
1: <clears throat> yeah i can't remember the. i i was trying to think of it the whole time i was watching the movie but i couldn't remember anyway it looks like him um with glasses and Jim Bullock, Jim J. Bullock, yeah, Jim, Jim J. Bullock, good job. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so Jim J. Bullock is like, and it's not Jim J. Bullock, it's somebody else, right? Is like, um, hey, what was that crash? Let's go investigate. And Ricky's like, nah, dude, you know, I don't stop until I get where I'm going. We're pressing on because they're going up to the mountains <laughs> to camp. So, straight, he's a straight shot kind of guy. <laughs> so Cole stumbles out of the, um, stumbles out of the crashed aircraft looking like poor man's Joe Piscopo and he's all like gasping for air and and like stumbling along and they show him do that for a while through the woods so finally of course he stumbles out in front of the RV and Ricky hits him and knocks him down and Ricky's like oh my god they're like you just hit that guy Ricky's like uh I don't know if that's what actually happened um but let's go out and check and they get out and I the dialogue in this movie is amazing. It's like, um, oh man, I wish he was a hobo. And the one so he's with two other women, his girlfriend and the girl that's the girlfriend of glasses. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, if it was a hobo, who would A Hobo or a Wino? Something like that. A Wino, maybe. Who would even care? And she's like, Oh, my lo- my dad's a lawyer, he'll get you off. He's like, Lawyer? I don't need a lawyer. That guy jumped out in front of me. You all saw it. So even though you don't get the impression that any of them ever been to this place before the girlfriend is like oh ricky there's a ranger station right up the road let's take him there for help so they load cole into the rv and cole's like they think he's dead but then when they load him in jim j bullock lays on top of him and presses his head against his chest like fully like you know perpendicular like body to body and Cole's like, and gets up, and Jim, they all scream. they're like, oh, at least he's not dead. So they take him up to the ranger station. So when they get to the ranger station, this is where um, John Philip Law comes in. And he's Ward Armstrong. He's the ranger. So in the interim, there's a scene where there's two homeless men wandering through the woods, um, one of whom is played by Hoke Howell, which if you look ho- up Hoke Howell, H-O-K-E Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L, You'll realize that you've seen this man in like probably a hundred movies because he's been in about 170. Um, oh yeah. Just in some small role, but he's in like everything in like the seventies mm-hmm. and eighties. So Hocal and his buddy are wandering through the woods and they're homeless and they're poaching um, no kill rabbit traps and picking up tin cans for target practice. And so John Philip law pops out of the woods and he's like, boys, what are you doing poaching in my woods? And they're like, oh, you know, there's no good rabbits in our woods. And he's like, that's because you try and use bear traps to catch rabbits. And Hocal is like, in the old days, there used to be bears in the woods, and now there's not bears in my woods anymore. And it's not <laughs> fair that you got all the good animals over in your woods. Well, Just let us take a couple. Oh, but they, yeah, I know, right? But they don't, so they
0: leave. <laughs> oh, that's how woods work, <laughs> right? Right. Well, you know, there's not like there's not like boundaries, like like state lines or anything like that in the woods. Well, apparently in these woods there are. So,
1: then it cuts to like it feels like hours later because now it's dark, and so they bring Cole up to the ranger station, and John Philip Laws like, "What happened here?" And they're like, "Oh, this guy just jumped out in front of my car, and you." you can't arrest me because he jumped out in front of me and there's no way I could have stopped. Ask anybody. This is Ricky talking. Mm. And then Ricky. I, so Ricky looks like, I don't know. Like Tom Skerritt in like 1986. So like a 45 year old man. Right. Uh-huh. But then Ricky's like, Hey, I'm a pre-law student. Like I know my rights. And I'm thinking like, Ricky, Rick, hold on. Ricky's the
0: one with the letter in his jacket,
1: like yeah, and beers. that's because that's why you're supposed to think that he's a kid still because you know he's um he wearing a letterman's jacket so obviously he's playing some kind of sport but you know it's probably not a collegiate sport judging by his age but at this point you're supposed to think that he's definitely like a college student and they're all college students so anyway so they bring Cole into um the cabin and all of a sudden all the lights start going weird and Cole freaks out. Like, he wakes up and he's like, oh, death is coming. Death comes for us. You're all going to die. And they're like, oh, what's this dude talking about? So then they start asking him questions. And he's like, yeah, I'm from, like, another planet. And they're like, are you sure you're not just crazy? And he's like, no, you know, I'm from this penal planet where we don't even have names. And then John Philip Law is like, just like, oh, no. Yeah, that's that's at that point. He's like, just like penal. Just like here. At least they give you a number when you're in prison so he can't do anything so you got the thing around his neck and he keeps freaking out because death is coming so then you find out that um jam michael vincent has activated this thing um called a gynoid which is this scantily clad buxom woman dressed in like basically like the demolitions outfit kind of like she's just wearing like shoulder pads and got a thing over her face and she's like it's the worst amalgamation of like every single like robot stereotype and she's has like mega or she has like guess samus i guess that's what that's inspired by kind of it's like samus because she's got an arm cannon. so she's a robot and she's been sent to earth to capture um call or to kill cole because that's his sentence is death so then there's some weird scenes back on the spaceship where dan michael vincent um who was yelling at the uh half boob woman earlier because he he thought she let cole like out by accident um he comes in and he's like you know you did that on purpose and she's like i didn't i was just doing my job right and he's like there's only one way i'm gonna forget this and then he starts like kissing her and she says is that how he's going to forget it yeah she's like you can't force me to love you just because you're my boss and he says oh no can i i think i can so he starts like trying to molest her and then the peace peace priest or whatever comes in and is like what's going on in here not that i don't enjoy watching it um jesus christ but then she leaves and then they're talking and there's this thing set up which i can't even describe it it's just like this random assortment of plastic on the table and the peace guy is like oh what's this and he's like it's a game of strength and courage do you want to play and the guy's like maybe i do so then they're back on earth um so john philip law has called uh the doctor and when he calls the doctor the doctor's getting drunk on vodka and he's like you know it's really late and law's like you know i i understand that doc but i got this wounded man up here and he's lost a lot of blood or maybe some other bodily fluids And the doctor's like oh i don't even know what that means but I'll be there in, like, a half <laughs> i I don't know what that means you nobody know does <laughs> because they keep making because so he's got this like green face paint on and like other paint that I guess is supposed to be like war paint or something and they keep commenting what a dirty hobo he is okay. Um. so I guess it's that like they see some stuff on him they think that it's like leaked out of him or whatever mm. so the doctor starts driving there and the thing you learn is that when the alienator is on the planet like she makes all the electronics in the area go crazy so his car stopped And he gets out, and he's like, "Bro, I guess I'm gonna have to walk the rest of the way." And then she's there, and she's looking at him, and he's like, "Bro, I'm just a doctor." And then she shoots him with her ray gun, and it makes a like the lightsaber like extending noise, and he like glows all green. So you think it's gonna be some kind of like crappy like normal special effect in a sci fi movie where it disappears, right? But then he is on fire and like flailing around on fire, and they actually have like somebody legitimately on fire and like flailing about which is pretty fucking awesome so he dies so then cole convinces them that something bad is coming for him and then the two hobos get killed by her and so then they get in she comes to their cabin and they get in a gunfight with her and they realize they can't hurt her so then They lure her into a, I don't want to say this and sound racist, so I'm not really sure, like a Punjabi prison trap, kind of, like where the spikes are sticking up under the ground, like a tiger pit or whatever. Okay. So she falls in that, and they're like, oh, she's trapped. So they go to this other guy's house, this other cabin, and that's the colonel, and they got Cole with them. And the colonel is this old retired military guy, that uses, like, every slang for an Asian that you can think of. So, like, they're talking about how um, they're talking about how, like, she had lasers, and he's like, well, not really known to the public, but uh the Russians gave the North Vietnamese lasers to use against the Red Chinese back in, like, 1978. <laughs> and so he's like, all this, like, fake military history. And they're like, oh, we tried to shoot her, but she um is impervious to bullets, and he's like, "I got this AK-47 that I pulled off the grip of some, and he uses some like Asian slur. I can't remember what it was. Um, back in Nam, and I, I this will take her out. And then he's got this like mine, like an anti-personal like claymore. He's like, and we'll plant this in the ground, and that'll blow her up. So anyway, so they start preparing for the alienator to come. But what happened in the meantime is that Cole um killed uh rick and took over his body and so now he looks like rick and so they blow the alienator up and they think they like she's done and they're all celebrating and then rick tries to molest um the spanish girl and she's like no leave me alone you mean cole as rick? huh what oh cole but he's yeah cole as rick. okay he's disguised as rick right so then the alienator comes and chops off his head and then that's the movie um so cole gets his comeuppance that's it yeah you know i mean there's other stuff that happens but (laughs) i want to get to the i want to get to the meat of the the spin chagrin so anyway i mean it's not like the greatest movie or anything but it's a lot of fun to watch um it's something that i think you would probably hate because it's one of those things where i'm not sure if they were really trying to be serious or not but it comes across as like
0: like a tongue-in-cheek kind of.
1: But even then, like maybe not so much in, te- in cheek, just like... <laughs> just tongue. <laughs> yeah, just it's all tongue. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed
0: it. It made me laugh, and I'm glad that I finally watched it. So, mm-hmm. What had stopped you from watching it for all these years? Uh, just random.
1: Something else would catch my attention, or I'd have to watch something else for the podcast, or I'd think about it, and then I would forget to go back and watch it. Um, so I was actually kind of excited this is the first movie this is a movie I thought of when you spun this last week Hmm. that this was going to be my
0: movie but then I found a better movie for Hmm. the spin chagrin okay I'm ready I misunderstood what you said like before you started talking about that movie and I thought you were saying that was the spin chagrin movie so I'm now I'm taken aback by the fact that there is an actual spin chagrin movie oh there is
1: and it is amazing (laughs) So, a couple months ago, um, Snake's Attack, was that the name of the podcast? Yes. Yeah, we watched a movie called Snake Island. And uh-huh. Snake Island starred William Cat in a role as a... Um, everyman writer who ends up like saving the day or whatever, but who's also kind of an asshole, but then isn't really an asshole. Everyman writer is William Cat's forever role well it is in this movie too because tonight we're going to talk about alien versus hunter avh uh came out in 2007 um is an absolute ripoff of alien versus predator obviously all right Um, with some other elements it it really is just straight alien versus predator so movie opens with william Cat jogging at a leisurely, plate, a leisurely pace down this mountain road, and as he's jogging behind him, this huge, fiery meteor falls from the sky, like, seemingly above his head, but he don't pay it no mind, because he's just jogging, he's focused. So, this guy pulls up next to him, and it turns out it's the town sheriff, and he's like, hey, you know, i am heard that, um, oh, fuck, what are their names? Uh, Tammy and Tammy and Luann got in a fight and I'm going to go check it out because it sounded like it was a big fight and you should come with me because maybe there's a story there. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm jogging. And he's like, well, I got donuts. And he's like, well, I, that really makes it a bad idea since I'm jogging, but I'll come anyway. So he gets the William cat gets in the car, starts eating a donut. And they drive to this um, mobile home in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Now, mind you, this is like a regular sized mobile home, like a standard like double wide trailer. So they pull up. Do you know well, what I kind
0: of, of donut it was? Just for money? no, you like... can't really see. I oh, can't see. Like, oh, okay. He because like, it's
1: behind the box. I guess William Cat probably box. refused actually to eat a donut. Right. Um, I forgot to say that when the spaceship crashes an alienator, it is a painted and modified um Y wing from Star Wars. Okay. Like that they glued some other parts to him painted black and the way they show cole getting out of it is that they have it they have it laying on the ground in front of the camera and then cole's like probably like 50 yards away and just like walks out so he's like looks like he's coming out of the wreckage it's actually a Mm -hmm. really good shot really clever um really clever use of a um, perspective but Mm -hmm. anyway so they get out and they're looking at the mobile home and the sheriff goes and knocks on knocks knocks knocks. nobody answers and william Kat's like maybe they're asleep and he's like well i'm going to get them one way or another <clears throat> so william Kat's like you know what i'll go check around back so he walks around the front of this trailer and i swear to god there's like this gigantic crash spaceship that's on fire like right in front of them that nobody could see as they were driving up behind this mobile home. So William Cat's like, ha ba-bah, ha And he goes back around and he's like, hee hee, you know, like doing the thing like where the person can't talk, but they're trying to tell the person something. Uh-huh. And the sheriff is like, like completely Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sheriff's like completely like obsessed with the idea of like knocking on this door to get these women up.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: So then William Cat gets them to come around. They're like, oh my God, we gotta get back. So then he comes and then this thing appears and the thing looks like something you're probably, I don't know. I don't think you're familiar too much with this, but Warhammer 40 K. Um, if you were familiar with that role-playing game, like tabletop miniatures game um, has exactly. these creatures called Tyranids and it looks like a Tyranid. That's it. Um, so it's sitting there and it's like, whenever they show it, they, they show it two ways. So the first way is like waist up, which is two of its arms. And it's got like praying mantis arms and this big like armored like faceplate thing on, and it's like doing like the cha cha, so it's like like back and forth in your and like in the camera, uh-huh. but not doing anything. The other way they show it is it's got a giant body that's like a spider, so they'll show it like running across the street but it's like terrible special effects so it's hilarious looking whenever they show it like running anywhere because it's obviously not in this like the actual scene like they make no effort to actually disguise the fact that this thing isn't real so anyway so the thing appears and kills the sheriff And William Cat's like, when it first attacks, William Cat's like, we got to get in the car. We got to go. So William Cat runs and gets in the driver's seat, which would make the sheriff run further to get in the passenger seat, which he can't do because the thing gets him first and kills him. Mm. So first of all, William Cat has already sacrificed what's purportedly his best friend just so he can get away. Right. So William Cat drives away. So then this woman appears, this like. Um, younger black lady and you find out this is Tammy who they had originally gone up to see about fighting with her mom Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my god my mom's dead and he's like my friend is dead but you don't know your mom's dead she's like no I'm pretty sure she's dead he's like well you don't know she's dead she could be alive still we gotta go and warn people because this creature from outer space killed I can't remember the sheriff's name the sheriff so they drive to this like diner and in the diner is this young Hispanic guy, a white dude with a beanie on, who's the pothead of the movie. Mm. A middle-aged and two middle-aged snippy white women, one who's blonde and one who's brunette. And so William Katzs like, there's an alien. There's a spaceship that crashed. It killed the sheriff. We got to get out of here. And they spend like five minutes like, well, are you sure it's an alien? Maybe you're drunk. Maybe you're imagining things. You don't know that it's really an alien. Oh, and he's like, but the the sheriff's dead. So like, all right, well, let's all go and see if the sheriff's dead. So then they get in the car and they drive back up to where the sheriff's body is. And on the way there, I can't remember how they find this out, but they find out that another guy who's like the town councilman has also been killed. Okay. So now all of a sudden they're in the woods, and William Cat's like, they got to. Oh, so they're in the woods, and they find the councilman, and he's still alive. And they get him up, and he's like, I was attacked by this creature. I don't know what it was. And William Kat's like, I'm telling you, it's an alien. And the blonde, like, snippy middle-aged woman is like, look, you're a failed writer. I <laughs> called the New York Times, and they said, you just have no imagination. So what are you trying to do? You're trying to, like, fabricate some stories so you can be a famous writer again? And he's like, and he's like is that what i'm doing oh william cat has the most amazing tiny little like sexual predator mustache by the way oh awesome to make him look like rugged and he's also got this weird haircut that looks like german chocolate cake so it's like is it like is it like a john waters then or uh, it's more like norman osborne but like yellow. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like weird and like oddly textured and there's like small strips that look like pieces of coconut like hanging down over his eyes. Anyway, so she's convincing him he's like oh, maybe there is no alien. Then the alien like comes out of the trees and kills her. So they're like, "Oh my god, we got to go to Valentine's place. Valentine'll keep us safe." And William Katz is like, "Oh, he doesn't like me very much." Like, "Oh, we still got to go. He's the only one that can save us." So they go to this so then they're like, the only way we can get Oh, he's got he's got
0: like a um
1: Tom Skerritt mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like creepier. <laughs> so like, the only way we can get to Valentine's is through the sewers. So mind you, they're in the woods in the mountains and they go into the sewers because there's all of a sudden this like intense, like long sewer system. So they're going through the sewers, like, oh you, you, gotta, you gotta sneak through the sewers so this thing doesn't get us. And even still at this point, the pothead's like, maybe it's a bear. Did you ever think it's just <laughs> like a bear? and they're like it's not a bear it's an alien some people are like well maybe it is a bear i don't know who knows maybe we don't know like what bears look like (laughs) so they're going through the they're going through the the sewers and garcia i think is his name or something the hispanic guy he wanders off a little bit and he gets killed by the alien Mm. so then they all run away so when they come out of the sewers they're very obviously walking through, you know how there's, there's like in construction sites, there's corrugated pipes that they use that they bury like halfway down the ground and they use them for like drainage or whatever. Yeah, sure. They're very clearly walking through one of those and you can see the opposite end is like nature. Mm-hmm. So they're just walking through like a 40 foot like pipe, but right. supposedly that's them coming out of the sewers. So they never explain like where the entrance to the sewers is. <laughs> and it's very clearly just a pipe buried in the ground. We're just uh-huh. supposed to pretend. Uh-huh. So they come out and there's this dude <clears throat> that's standing on top of a house. And he's like, what are you all doing here? And they're like, oh, there's this thing that's killing people. And we need you because you're the only one that can save us. And he's like, well, what's he doing here? And he is William Kat. William Cat's like, come on, Valentine. And then Valentine shoots over their head. They're like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's like, just messing with you. Come on in.
2: So they go <laughs> okay, in
0: real quick. Do you know who Valentine is by any chance? The actor? Yeah. I don't remember. His name is Randy Malky. Do you know who Randy Malky is? No. Do you know about Malky Mania from the 1980s? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. He was a NWA jobber um, in the 1980s that became super over and super popular. Um, and there was this brief period called Malky Mania where the crowd in the st- TV studio was super into Randy Malky as a jobber, and um, I was I was pretty shocked to see Randy Malky's name like pop up when I looked at the cast list here, and I made sure it was the same one. It's absolutely the same guy. So this guy was a jobber to the stars, like Man, that and, like job to like Flair and shit like that. Yeah. Sort of a jobber to um, William <laughs> Cat here. Oh we'll, shit, we'll, we'll get to
1: that. William Cat gone over. <clears throat> so. And at the same time, they introduce this other character who's this humanoid that's wearing a pipe with a periscope lens on the front and around, like, I don't know what to describe it as. Almost like a manhole cover on his head.
0: Wow. Um, and he's got a laser gun. Hot on it. Do you understand? You, do you know what, how I deal with the spin chagrin is like, I, Drink? I well, yes, but I close my eyes and like uh, often and try to, like, I just picture the things that you're saying. And like, that's why, like, you just hear me laugh, like, randomly at times is because I'm imagining what you say. That made me no sense to me whatsoever. All right. <laughs> start with pun- the top. Okay. So, yeah. ima- okay so imagine like
1: the racist like chinese head headgear that like chinese peasants would wear in movies oh so like it's like around a yeah. like with a point at the top mm-hmm. but made of metal so it kind of looks like a manhole cover okay and then below that there's like a stove pipe right then in the middle of the stove pipe there's a hole but there's like a porthole in the hole like a lens like a round lens but it's got like like a target drawn in the middle like a targeting reticule or whatever okay that's what this thing is wearing that's this creature and it's humanoid and it's like got a gun but the gun is very obviously like PVC pipe that's been like duct taped together with some foam on it
0: okay so
1: at one point when one of the characters later on picks up the gun can't even figure out which way is forward because it just like looks like shit so anyway so it's shooting at the alien chases alien off Mm -hmm. so they go to valentine's house and valentine's daughter is there and her name is freckles and she's more in tune with like everybody where everybody kind of likes her but everybody thinks valentine is an asshole um so they decide that they're going to split up into two and one group is going to try and find um try and get away while William Cat and Valentine, oh, Valentine calls him Woodward a couple of times, which is pretty funny. <laughs>
2: because apparently,
1: the reason that Valentine hates William Cat is because William Cat wrote an article for the paper about how, even though Valentine's supposed to be this great hunter, he couldn't bag the big one when he went out to hunt a
0: bear. <clears throat> so, Valentine's like hated him forever since then. I wish I would have like actually vocalized that. That's what that was going to be something like my guess earlier. Actually, was that he wrote like some kind of article about him that like made him appear bad? Yeah,
1: yeah, he would have been right because that's what that's mm-hmm. what happened. Um, so he he keeps calling him Woodward. Um, and then they make up. So then what they're going to do is they're going to go out, and they're going to find these paramilitary guys that are part of a militia that Valentine is like affiliated with, and they're going to get them to come help them hunt the creature um while well, the other people try and get to safety so all of a sudden William Cat and the other middle-aged blonde lady um she's like good luck and maybe we'll screw when you get back safe oh my god I can't believe I said that then she grabs his head and kisses him on the forehead so he's looking down at her cleavage. She's like, "Oh, don't look at my boobs! Oh, look at my boobs! Don't look at my boobs! Oh my god!" <laughs> and he's like, "Boo boo boo You know, like uh, three stooge. Right. That's 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 a really good moment. So anyway, so William Cat and <clears throat> Valentine. Oh, and his name is Chris Valentine, by the way,
2: like mm. the Resident Evil character. Mm.
1: So then they're going out to find the militia, and everybody else is going out to um, try and uh, escape so william cat and valentine find the militia who are three dudes that are drinking in the middle of the woods that are carrying a number of illegal arms like a bazooka number one and a machine gun and some other stuff Mm. um so the alien comes to attack them and then the hunter shows up again and the hunter ends up killing valentine so meanwhile The other people have gone and they found the wreckage of the spaceship where they find a laser gun just like the one that the hunter has. So like, oh, well, you know, this is what we need to kill this monster. So eventually, like, they go back into the sewers and they come out the same pipe (laughs) and they're in a different place now. And then they reconvene and... A couple more of them die, so Freckles dies and the Pothead dies. And it's... No, the Pothead lives... No. I don't remember if he lives or not, but there's like three of them left, including the Councilman, um... who I guess is meant to look like Vin Diesel, kind of, but he... I don't know. He looks like he looks like old Telly Savalas, like where he's just kind of sweaty and out of shape.
2: Mm.
1: Um... So they all reconvene and the hunter is hunting the alien and the alien's attacking them and then William Cat takes the gun and blows up the alien and the hunter's just like, hey, thanks, (laughs) and then disappears. So they're like, oh, we're safe, everything's back to normal, we're all Mm -hmm. safe. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So then it cuts to the end and the hunter is in his spaceship And he takes his um, manhole cover off and then he pulls off his mask. And you know what? He's a dude, a human being. And he lights a cigarette and he smokes it. And he's talking and he's like, um, well, this is Earth. This is, but it's not our Earth. But I think there might be some potential here. And he turns to the camera and takes a drag of the cigarette and puffs it. And it's like, we were hunted by man. And I think it's what? trying to set up some kind of sequel, but I don't know if there is a sequel, but that's like the thing is that, you know, trying to give you the impression that there might be some sequel in the works and that's the movie alien versus what
0: well, I... <laughs> What is the so, ending? So, so, so it's a, it's a human from the real earth. or was from actually the alternate Hunter. earth. Yeah. But they make it seem like it might not be our earth.
1: Was this our Earth? Um, William Cat is on Earth, I believe. Oh, okay. It's on our Earth. The movie takes place on our Earth. The hunters from another Earth who came to this Earth to hunt the alien and also kill some people because he's just a dick. Um, And he smokes cigarettes. So he's not very healthy. Uh, but they want you to believe that it's like an alien creature the whole time, which is you know, not Right. Could, he looks like kind of like a robot um so anytime they show the hunter's point of view they show like a targeting thing like like terminator 2 kind of so yeah and then anytime uh, honestly you... i still
0: didn't get your description i i just pictured a racist uh depiction of ig88 like, yeah, yeah I was... that's
1: that's that's pretty good okay it looks like something that would come out of a star wars movie like after george lucas lost his mind um <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of parts of this movie of people arguing about whether or not the alien exists right including post-alien appearing and killing people in front of people and still arguing that it might be a bear or that William cat is fabricating things just so he can reinvigorate his writing career. This is, this is mentioned many times, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain like how ridiculous this movie is. I'm really glad though that, like, as we come to the, you know, the falling action of the spin chagrin, that um, I've been able to review a few William Cat movies, and I'm kind of hoping that I can um, keep find a few more to review. Um, (laughs) Oh, right. So it's it's William Cat snippy blonde and the young black girl oh and that's the other thing so after they blow up the alien William Cat's like um what does he say I really need to take a bath And remember like he had hooked up with the blonde so she's like oh what are you implying and the black girl's like a bath sounds really nice and William Cat puts his arms around both of them is like I think we know what we're gonna do and then they walk off through the woods we're so implying that um, william Cat is not only gonna get the scoop of a lifetime but also have a menage a trois mm. um, after the black young black girl's mother has been brutally murdered by an alien but she's cool now because it's been like an hour and a half since that happened so now they're okay um so yeah
0: so did, did, did you know that william Cat was like basically it was like down to him and hamel for um luke skywalker
2: uh, can you no. imagine how
0: different William Cat's life would have been? I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> have had the uh,
1: the ability to make this movie, right? Right.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus, William Cat. So I'm trying to like. I guess nobody just. I guess I have to go to MDib? Jesus. Um, I'm trying to look at his filmography. Like, so I know House. He plays like a self-centered writer. Yeah, he plays a self-centered writer in Snake Island. He plays a self-centered writer in this. Um, he's been in a lot of shit.
1: A lot of TV. Yeah, I really like the movies where so basically I don't know what role William Catt is playing but he's in essence always playing the older handsome man that somehow is appealing to like every woman so it's really like the Nicolas Cage role in most Nicolas Cage movies circa like 2005 where it's unrealistic sex object kind of Right. Um, but William Cat is not nearly as good at it as uh, Nicolas Cage. William Cat just always seems kind of confused and befuddled by everything. Um, right. Including the fact that I swear to God, this woman, even though he watched an alien murder his best friend, this woman convinces him, seemingly, that he maybe didn't see an alien, that maybe he invented it because he wants to be a successful writer again. And she called the New York Times and they said he's pretty much trash. Like, I just want to let you know. Is
0: is this dude, like, writing about Valentine in the New York Times? No, 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 no,
1: no. He he was found to be too boring to write for. Even though he has talent, he doesn't write about interesting things. Mm. So he's been relegated to writing about, to working for this small town newspaper. And writing about this guy who goes on bear hunts and, like,
0: other local events. this feels like something you you really like um i was entertained yeah oh i forgot there's a part in um dude, keeps coming
1: back there's a part in alienator <laughs> where rick is driving the um the rv really fast and the guy with glasses is like way to go mario Like implying that he's Mario Andretti, Mm. but without any context to Mario Andretti, so it doesn't make any sense if you don't know who Mario Andretti is. That this dude is just like he just calls him Mario out of nowhere, which honestly, most people are probably like associate with, you know,
2: Super Mario. Mario. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. That part. Oh boy. But yeah, so 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 so
1: Alien Alien versus Hunter.
0: Uh, So what's your chagrin score on this? It's like an eight, man. This thing is
1: fucking garbage. <laughs> um It doesn't sound like there's a, that see, this is why I never understand. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of chagrin though, honestly. Oh, it's really bad. I mean I describe it I cut out a lot of shit that like like dialogue that doesn't make sense. But any you were sense. entertained. Well, I mean I'm entertained by a lot of bad movies. Doesn't okay. mean they're any good.
0: There's um But it doesn't here's the here's the thing is what I've been saying the last few episodes, it doesn't sound like there was a high level of chagrin. It sounds like it was just like your your rating is a bad movie. No, it was very difficult to sit. Oh, there. okay. All right. I'm not going to lie; like it was, um,
1: it was a painful watch, and I would not recommend
0: that anyone watch this movie. I feel like I would enjoy Alienator much more than Alien versus Hunter. So it also it also bears note that um, this is a,
1: a asylum film,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which if. I really we really could have probably done the entire spin chagrin um, based on asylum films. Um, They're responsible for the
0: Sharknado movies. Um, Let's see. Well, well, like the entire the entire idea of all of it is just that um, it's like what? Like they're like these like kind of like tongue in cheek, like blockbusters and shit like that.
1: Yeah, it's all ripoffs of things that are much more popular. Vampires versus zombies, alien abduction, Legion of the Dead, Jolly Roger massacre at Cutter's Cove, snakes on a train, hmm? mm. the Da Vinci treasure, Halloween night, Pirates of Treasure Island, exorcism, the possession of Gale Bowers. Like what is that name, Gale <laughs> Bowers? it's like a that's like a third grade teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who collects hummels? <laughs> The 9-11 Commission Report. They're Transmorphers. Invasion of the Pod People. I Am Omega, which I'm assuming is a I Am Legend ripoff. Mm. Oh, shit. Oh, that's hilarious. So, on Wikipedia, if you look up the Asylum films, they call it a mockbuster of, based on. Mm. King of the Lost World is King Kong. Um, The Omen is 666 The Child which I've actually forced myself to not watch several times
0: <laughs> Hillside Cannibals, Does the Hills Have Eyes I'm looking at it now oh my god, see Thomas Howell directed some of these The Day the Earth Stopped <laughs> The Land that Time Forgot uh. Hey, you got a you got a some kind of fucking dinosaur category, I think, still left on. Yeah, they video. have a movie called Street Racer, which is a Tokyo Drift rip off.
2: <laughs> oh, the eighteen-year-old <man>. virgin.
1: <laughs> I wonder how rare. It's probably not even that rare. Oh, Paranormal Entity.
2: Mm.
0: I've seen that recommended to me on TV. Oh, eighty-two thirteen Gacy House. I've watched that.
1: Huh? That's Paranormal Activity 2 ripoff. That movie's not um not the worst. <laughs> Bermuda Tentacles.
2: <laughs> um. They have
1: a movie called Eleven Slash Eleven slash eleven, which is a ripoff of eleven dash eleven dash eleven. Right. <laughs>
0: my god in 2021 14 movies they put out in 2020 it's good fucking hell oh my god One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven in two thousand and twenty one. One two three 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 so far in two thousand twenty
1: two. So they basically just put out movies that are very similar in title to something that you might know, in the hopes that you'll be tricked into.
0: Um, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, they're and they're all on Tubi. I bet almost all of them. If they're not, they should be. Uh, so, the, uh, a new release from them this year, Titanic 666.
1: Yeah, I almost watched that the other <laughs> this
0: day. This is on fury
2: right? oh.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, they have a movie called Black Smith. That's a ripoff of Black Adam. Oh my
0: God, I gotta watch that. It's not out yet, I don't think. Maybe not, I don't know. These are those are all like after um two thousand twenty two, so it's probably in production right now.
1: <laughs> Top Gunner Danger Zone. <laughs> uh
0: Jurassic Domination. My god, they want got one coming out here soon called The Adventures of Octoboy and Water Girl. It's yeah. a Shark Point Lava
1: Girl. Like how about Shark Side of the Moon? Which is an Iron Sky ripoff. I guess so where it's like sharks behind the moon. Uh, instead of Nazis.
0: Oh, they got a Planet Dune? I should watch. Oh my god, they got one called Jungle Run. It's a fucking Jungle Cruise.
2: <laughs> god, like the sh- that is
0: like the most meta spin chagrin ever. If you can finagle that shit. <laughs> well, spin it. Let's see if I can. Alright. <clears throat> Was
1: there anything else to talk about from this week
0: before you uh Nah. No I don't have I don't have anything. I mean I don't know if I do either. But let's some, some people is... died. Like I know I mean there was other people other than Anoki. Um Anoki is Antonio Anoki, who's like a Japanese wrestling legend. Um Let's see, hold on. There is there's other people who died recently. Oh well what's uh, what, Louis Fletcher died last week. Oh um, yeah. Uh yeah, she died, and then um, what's her name? Uh, Little Feather, that um, accepted Brando's Oscar. Oh right, right, died. yeah. She died that. today. Um, yeah. Uh, Coolio died last week. Yep. Um, this goes out to Coolio.
1: It's yeah. too
2: hot, too hot, too hot, homie.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, how. Relevant, Coolio was for a couple of years, like uh, in my life. Oh, like Coolio for like a year and a half. Like, was it was fantastic voyage and
1: um, Gangster's Paradise. I don't think too and, hot. And then, and, was
0: and, a... and the, what what was the Dangerous Minds? Um,
1: that's Gangster's Paradise, is it? Yeah, we didn't spend the most our lives living All in right. the Gangster's All Paradise. Right churn butter once or twice in and Amish paradise
0: that's one of his better ones to me what are you not a big Weird Al fan um uh, nah not especially I don't think like I mean like I I really respect Weird Al but like in terms of like ones that really make me laugh a lot um I'm no. um I'm looking forward to the biopic oh yeah that that should be good all right Let's go ahead and spin this wheel. Where's that? Where's the wheel at? I lost the wheel. I gotta stop sure. <laughs> Orion's choice of category. So for Orion, who's like <clears throat> our friend who is, um, a massive fan of the spin chagrin um we we've had on there for a long time his choice of category and here it is so because of this orion knowing this is going to be a possible category i have a audio clip i think we were probably both he and i were drinking so i have an audio clip here of orion speaking to you um and uh, telling you what his, uh, what his category
2: is. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, hold on.
0: It's just playing and it's just playing. So, oh. <laughs> Orion, the category has come up that is listed on the Spinach of Grana as Orion's category. So... Let us know, what is the category that Frank has to watch this week?
2: Hello, Frank. So, we've not had a Chagrin Level 10 yet, and we've all been waiting for it, and it hasn't really happened. So, the category you're going to get is a 2007 movie, feature movie, starring Larry the Cable Guy.
0: that's it that's your categories 2007 movie starring larry the cable guy
1: what if i've already seen it have you i don't know i'm looking up his filmography and we've had we've had 10 chagrins haven't we no there's not been a 10 it's only been one nine was that larry the cable guy colon yes
2: it was Delta Farce? Yes.
0: That was the one that was in 2007. I oh remember. my god, it's got DJ Qualls in it. It's a d- double banger. Is it free somewhere? Oh. Well, I got like 6 weeks <laughs> to watch it, so <laughs> right. Oh yeah, this is going to be this is even better. Um Delta Farce. It's it's on it's on Netflix now. Hey, and like by the time you come back you were going to resubscribe netflix isn't it? that's a that's a this is that's, this is kismet right here it's good like, incentive to resubscribe i guess it is um and then you can finish sandman we can talk about that after uh, after De- after delta farce so we know exactly what we there's no journey this time it's like you're just stuck um but just so everybody remembers we will be taking a in three weeks we will be back with frank's Orion's choice category which is just delta farce from 2007 um but in the interim uh we have pre-recorded some spin chagrin interludes which is where we uh, uh sat down and recorded frank and me forcing him to watch trailers um, of things that he has not seen yet um so we have that in the interim um while frank is on vacation so you excited for your vacation frank
1: yeah i'm really looking forward to it um not the flights so much but mm-hmm. you know
0: the actual be in there will be pretty nice yeah so all right well Everybody wishes you well on your on your on your journey. on a real journey and not like some kind of fictional like movie journey. Um, and we will be back with the spin chagrin in three weeks.
2: So thanks for listening, everybody. Three weeks from now, Delta Farce. Deuces.